Howdy, people. David D. here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Like my little my little Southern accent there. I, I've I've been my my kid is uh, obsessed with Toy Story, and uh, uh, I'm just hearing accents. I'm hearing there's like a lot of country. Toy Story Two has the dude uh, with with the accent, and I'm, I'm just obsessed. I have I'm starting to talk in it. Not obsessed with it. I'm not even a fan. It's just this. If you have children, you know that it becomes part of just this insane repetition with stuff. And I absolutely become part of the bloody soundtrack to the kid's life. Um, so there you go. There's my little intro there. A little, uh, little saw Southern draw from Damon D here at the Under Review Show. Welcome back. Another fantastic week uh, and a weekend ahead of a lot of fun stuff. And the weeks coming up are going to be bananas. Uh, today, though, we're going to cover a uh, big event this weekend is the UFC. Um, 261 is coming up. So we're going to take a look at the odds on the main card of that. Uh, we're try- trying to get Sandu back on, man. He has literally been nothing but like aces betting on um, on the UFC. So I see the last one. I think he he had a couple. Shoot, I don't remember exactly what it was. But basically the last three or four UFCs, he's probably up like a lot. He's probably, I'm going to say, 20 and 6 in all the things that we bet on. Guys, unbelievable. I did talk to him today, just uh, uh, messenger, and uh, and I got a bit of an insight from him. But uh, unfortunately, the guy is so uh, jam-packed these days. Like, he does so much stuff. Um, he does, he's, a, he's a reporter for BT Sports, as well as doing all his Instagram stuff, too. So he's, like, on from the UK doing um, doing reporting on all of this stuff. For these guys, it's actually incredible. The guy's a machine. Anyways, his any show that we have uh, we have on it, the guy's doing like WWE stuff as well as all of the MMA stuff. And anytime we have him on the show, he's just lights out with his picks. So I, I still kicked him, sent him a couple messages, and bugged him for some picks. And we'll get it. We'll get a, a, a Sandu, and it's at Sandu MMA if you want to check that guy out. He's phenomenal. Um, of course, this is the under review show here. Um, all the odds. Uh, all the news, all the info and insight that you're going to get here is from um, BetOnline.ag. Um, they've uh, sort of pseudo partnered with us to uh, give us, you know, we wanted to we wanted to direct when we're starting the show. We wanted to direct conduit to you know the horse's mouth. We didn't want to shop lines. We didn't want to uh, you know fire off some lines and then have have four other books change it and and be confused at any time. We just wanted one spot, and they've been so awesome. Uh, providing us with these lines, giving us updates on them moving or not moving or w- and why they move and when. Um, and so we encourage you to check them out. Go to um, betonline.ag, sign up your account. You can bet on all this uh, UFC and MMA stuff um, on there. And so and all the lines and all the crap that we talk about here um, is going to be from from that website. So you'll you'll see, you know, almost up to the second accuracy, depending on when you listen to this, of the actual lines that that happened to roll, um, roll out of my mouth. Anyway, we've got, uh, we're going to cover five cards on the, uh, on the main event. Uh, they actually do have a contest going on right now. Um, I think, or a bonus, a thousand bucks, uh, up to a thousand dollars of, uh, of a welcome bonus. Right. So yeah, you, whatever you deposit, they'll just, they'll, they'll, they'll give you a, they'll basically match it up to a thousand bucks. I think. Um, is how it works. So depending on how much you deposit, they'll just they'll just bonus it into your account, which is pretty fun. Um, you can also use the promo code review from the under review show when you sign up, and I think you get a little extra 
extra dangle, as we like to call it, um, for listening to us. Uh, of course, Under Review Show um, is on Podcast One Network. We're on uh, Spotify. We are on the iTunes. We're everywhere. And, of course, I'm Damon D., your sports betting aficionado. 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 Oh, geez. Aficionado here to, uh, to take you through the latest and greatest. Um, there's so much shit going on there. Um, we can only choose certain things. So we choose the stuff that I like. And that's what you get to do when you have your own show. Uh, you do whatever the fuck you want, um, basically. And uh, we're going to talk about UFC 261 this week. Because that's kind of the biggest thing that's, that's, that's happening. So um, there are a couple of very, very familiar names um, on, uh, on this main card. Um, which is really, really, uh, it's stacked when you look deep into it. Um, but let's just jump into kind of the main card odds, and we'll talk a little bit about some of these lines, and and maybe we can find some value here. Um, maybe, maybe not. Actually, maybe we don't find any value. But we're gonna start with the uh, Anthony. Smith. There's a light heavyweight match. Uh, Jimmy Crute, Anthony Smith. Uh, what you got here is your your basic. Um, run-of-the-mill, up-and-comer, ass-kicker, taking on CD Savage veteran. Um, and this is so, so typical, right, of, of UFC when they do these matchmaking. They talk so much about, like, they try to hype it up so hard, but you know that they always try to sprinkle the main card in with who's going to be next with a gatekeeper-esque. You know, there's different types of gatekeepers, but um, a gatekeeper-esque person in hopes that you're going to see and begin building. It's, it's like clockwork. Like, There's no secret that they do this. So I don't know why I always say it, but it's, yeah, this is you know, some ma- magic thing that I've discovered. Um, and this is it. Jim Crute, Jimmy Crute, 12 and 1, like 25-year-old guy. Uh, he's a killer. Uh, going up against Anthony Smith, who is, uh, um, in his own right, um, you know, a phenomenal light heavyweight. Has a ton, an absolute, like, next-level... Uh, amount of experience, right? The guys, the guys had this freaking like in his career, like fifty fights. He's one of those guys, right? He's fought like fifty times. He's a mass. He's a, a monster. Um, but if you look at his his recent record, starters, he's a little bit long in the tooth. Um, fought some really good guys, um, but not a lot of wins against some really good guys, right? Um, so if you if you go back in the last couple of years, he's fought guys like John Jones. Uh, but I fought him to a decision, right? You, you'll remember that. Um, beat uh, actually beat Gustus, Gustafson, Alexander Gust, Gustafson, choked choked him out, um, which was a which was a big shocker. Um, but you know, got TKO'd by uh, by Tichera, uh, lost to Ratchich, had another, <laughs> got relegated right to like the UFCs in the backyard of Dana White's mansion in Las Vegas. You know, there's like 14 tiers. There's like your pay-per-view and then there's your not pay-per-view, but you need the pay to see it. And then there's like the regular TV and then there's like, you know, like Facebook. And then there's like, yeah, viewing it through a, a, a telescope. Um, he, he, he won a uh, headline in ESPN, UFC on ESPN and uh, um, beat, uh, beat Devin Clark um, there to get kind of back on track. But his last, you know, five fights is basically a two and three record against some very good guys, but, um, you know, soundly beaten. Um, and you, you unfortunately have to go, this is, this is what happens. This is the, this is the UFC game and there's no secret to it that when you become in this position, you've got to like earn your way back 
right? That's it. They give you a shot, but they go like, we're going to give you a shot against like the next guy, right? This, this is like, we're going to find this Australian kid who's like not really lost, who's super young and we see great things for him. Um, and you're going to go, uh, you're going to go, you're going to beat him. If you beat him, you're back in the game. We're going to pull you back up out of these, uh, you know, relegated things. Otherwise, um, it's a win-win for the UFC. They got you back who might be in sort of, you know, on their way for a title, or we have the new of the new, um, uh, coming up. So, uh, um, you know, Jimmy Crutes, he's only got a, a single loss, a submission loss on his record. Um, but basically, at 12-1, and one, um, at 25, um, the guy's absolutely, like, he's on fire right now. It's a couple of performance of the night um, awards, the last couple. Um, so, some the guy with a Kimura. I don't know if you remember that. That was a, a year ago. Holy crap, over a year ago. And uh, in a fight night, I mean... When's the last time you saw that? Like this kid's this kid's legit, um, but unfortunately for uh, for Anthony Smith, um, Jimmy Crute's also a minus two ten favorite, which is fairly significant, especially for uh, a young guy like that over somebody like Anthony Smith, who has fought the likes of the John Jones and with wins against some significant fighters. He's a plus one eighty dog, uh, but I think this is it. We're gonna see the Jimmy Crute show here. I don't, I don't even think I have to say more. I've said enough. I've said enough, and I think the Jimmy Crute show is the show that we're gonna. We're going to see this young Aussie, good-looking Aussie guy is going to come up and, uh, um, you know, work, work him like a summer job, I, I really think. Uh, now let's get some very, very familiar names. Super interesting. Um, glad that it's on the, the card. You know, we've had a lot of cards where, like, like former champs, and, like, not even former, former, long-time get-out-of-here champs, like guys that have, were champs, like, in recent memory, were relegated to the prelims non-pay-per-view, and you're like, holy moly, like, the UFC is not that stacked right now, but it's just it's just brutal. It's brutal in that way. You got a couple of guys, a couple of, of serious names in Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. Um, both are the older and, you know, 36-year-old guys. That's, that's not super old for mixed martial arts, but in their, it depends on your style of fighting. Um, but, you know, there's certainly, there's certainly guys that are, uh, that are like, uh, you know, 10 years their junior that they potentially are going to be fighting against. Um, and uh, and we have these two, like, I mean, maybe they're not Hall of Famers, but they're definitely recognizable guys with huge fan bases, um, you know, with 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 former championships under their belts, with their belts. Um, this is a pretty good, pretty tight line here. Weidman's a minus 125 favorite over Uriah Hall. Um, love Weidman here. But... At the, at the end of the day, these are two guys that have had, um, I don't know, combined between them, um, you know, almost 60 fights, probably 50, 50 fights. <laughs> yeah, they barely have as many fights as Anthony Smith, actually. Um, they actually don't. They actually don't have as many fights as Anthony Smith between the two, So, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, but not like these crazy records that we used to see. Rye Hall's Believe it or not, Ryan Hall's 17 and 9. That's his record. Chris Weidman's actually 15 and 5. Um, which is super weird, right? Because you're like, you remember that there was a time when when um when Weidman was, you know, doing crazy things and beating Anderson Silva's and Leota Machitas and Vitor Belfort's, right? And and then he just went he went from from that to losing to 
like Luke Rockholt, Yul uh, Romero, Kagard Masasi, uh, Ronaldo Souza, Dominic Reyes, like getting knocked out too. By the way, he was he, all of his losses have been just complete knockouts. So you go from middleweight champion of the world to, um, you know, not punching bag, but but wow, right? You go from like undefeated, by the way. You go to undefeated and then you end up just being like on the, on the mat a lot. It takes its toll. Had to move up, moved up to light heavyweight and um, got knocked out. Had to get back down at middleweight um, against Uriah Hall here. Uh, he's all over the place, but I mean... I, I, Hopefully he's kind of found his uh, um, his wheelhouse here, or got back. I mean that's the other disadvantage of uh, of the UFC, right? Because you what the UFC does to you is it makes you make decisions, you know, because they're not going to give you title shots unless you uh, unless you perform, and then it doesn't give you much choice. Just hang around in middleweight where you've lost a bunch, or try something else. Um, and uh, and that's exactly what Weidman uh, Weidman had to do. Now he's back at middleweight. Should be pretty wild um, to see him. But then um, Uriah Hall, for his um, you know for his his pedigree, uh, he's been a phenomenal. Um, he's had a phenomenal record, but he did also have a streak, right? Where he he um, he lost a whole bunch of fights, like three out of four or four out of five fights in a row. Um, dating back a few years, he just kind of went down and knocked out. I mean, there's, there's similarities, maybe not in their style, but similarities in, in, in what they've been going through in that Uriah Hall knocked out by Jagard Musasi too, who's like, he's not, they're not going to knock you out, he's going to submit you, but he lost, knocked out to him, lost to Paula Costa. Back in it though, right? Back in it, and he's, he's, he's ripped off three wins in a row. Um, you know, had himself a fight night, Right. They gave him a fight night last year, which was just, just good for him to see him rolling. He's rolling here, but he's rolling in as an underdog against Chris Weidman. Um, I think there might be a bit of value here at plus 105. So barely an underdog, but at plus 105, Uriah Hall, um, with the streak that he's on, um, you know, there could be a bit of value here. I don't know if that line's going to change. We, we, after the weigh-ins, you're going to really see this move, and you might not get a plus number out of Uriah Hall, uh, depending on what he looks like there. But that's a good. this is a good fight here. This is a nice, a good even fight. Two guys who are in the very parallel trajectories in their careers. Um, deciding, I mean, this is easily, you know, you could hang it up. One of these guys gets knocked out again. They might call it. You know, Chris Meinman gets knocked out again. By the way, this guy's a middleweight champion. Like, this is this guy's historically significant in the UFC. Uh, he gets knocked out again? He'll, I, I don't know how long he's going to hang out and do this, right? Especially going back down. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty, um, pretty interesting. You know, going up against a kickboxer in Uriah Hall. Um, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a really good one. I like shoot. I said Weidman, but I'm going to wait till the weigh-ins make my <laughs> make my uh, <laughs> make my decision. Uh, next up, uh, title belt, women's flyweight. Uh, Andrade versus uh, Shevchenko here. Valentina Shevchenko too, right? Like, um, what, what can be said about her record? Like, she's once again had a buttload of fights and doesn't like doesn't lose fights very often. Okay, Andrade um, is twenty one and eight for her career. Uh, a bit younger, but we've watched um, Jessica Andrade. 
I mean, she is super game, right? Um, but we've seen her lose once she, you know, she had the strawweight championship, um, you know, won it off of a, that crazy slam against Rose Navajunas, if you remember, a couple years back, um, knocked her out. Um, but then Rose wins the belt back. Actually, no, she didn't win the belt back, but avenge that. And then the belt went over to, she lost the belt to uh, Zhang Weili, lost to Rose, um, and now she's got a, uh, you know, another win, another win under her belt, but she's going up against Shevchenko, who is, I don't know, uh, by the way, she's going to move up from strawweight to, to flyweight too. So she's moved, she moved up, she got a win. Now she's taking on, um, you know, real flyweights here. Um, and Valentina Shevchenko is no person to be messing around with. Uh, she is a, she is a monster, um, by any stretch of the imagination. I would consider her like, you know, one of the top pound for pound women's fighter, or I guess pound for pound doesn't matter if you're a woman or not, but she is on a freaking streak. Um, you know, she, she's defended the flyweight championship, um, four times, five, I think four times, but against like Liz Carmouche, uh, uh, Jennifer Maya barely won that went the distance um, but knocked out Jessica I remember that KO'd head kick like she's she's a monster right now um, the only person she's ever lost to is uh, is Amanda or not lost to lost to in the last like four years is Amanda Nunez which is like I'd lose we do her only loss losses of the last six years have been to Amanda Nunez right and then and that was in that was at bantamweight anyway so Goes to flyweight and is just absolutely run the table. Undefeated at flyweight, crushing people, and uh, she's currently a minus four fifty favorite right now against Andrade. And uh, at plus three fifty, I don't think that you can give much money of yours over to Jessica's uh, uh, camp there, unless you know think you know something. I don't though. I think Shevchenko's found that where where she belongs here at flyweight and is going to be doing this for quite some time. You know, unless somebody moves down or up, but um, they're not really up anymore. But um, that there's there's really no no ch- sh- shot. And, hey, this is a really good example of what I was talking about before with like Rye Hall or Chris Weidman and moving around, moving up and down. And and it was like, it's like she just hit the brick wall of the goat, right? And just stood there and just said, "I can beat anybody that you throw at me, except Amanda Nunez." And so she's like, well, what am I going to do? Just just hang out here and wait for a third or a fourth butt kicking from her? Nope. Got to go forge my own path. And, and luckily she's found her place um, here. And so she's going to, Shevchenko's got Andrade, who is, uh, uh, once again, no slouch, but she's going to absolutely uh, remain as a really big favorite through this thing. It's going to be, that's going to be a good one. There'll be fireworks um, in this one because uh, Andrade doesn't like to, uh, she doesn't like to back down. Um, is the co-main event strawweight championship? So Rose Namajunas, and this is this is I love how they do this shit too here. I love how the UFC tries. It doesn't always work um, because people lose and shit happens in the in the in the UFC. But um, they always try to kind of have this intertwining story narrative work its way through these fights to eventually arrive um, at a. Uh, you know, at an end point. Um, and, uh, and, you know, the story 
of Rose Namajunas has been fantastic, right? Like, but by the way, her last four fights have been against the same two people. She only got one loss, which was that KO slam, but she avenged it. Uh, she won a split decision against Andrade, by the way, but I don't, um, I, I don't think it was that close. Like I thought, I thought she won that a little more handily after rewatching the fight. Um, um, other than that, other than that, that crazy slam that she's avenged, uh, not a lot of losses. I, I'm just a huge Rose Namajunas fan. Um, you know, her fight of the night win against Jessica Andrade really like monkey off the back stuff, right? Um, of that KO. Um, unfortunately, she sat there. You know, in between that, Andrade took her belt and they lost her belt. And now she had to go through her, back through her to get another shot back at her belt, right? So, um, so, so you know, she finds herself standing in front of uh, Wei Li Zhang, um, who has been like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, she's twenty-one and one. That's that's going to tell you a lot um, about about Whaley, what Whaley Zhang can do. Um, hasn't lost since literally her first fight that she ever had, um, and it was like a decision loss. Like she didn't like she didn't get knocked out. She has twenty-one wins in a row. Um, Winning, or sorry, so she won the belt from Andre Andrade with a TKO win. Defended it against Jajajic, um, who also has fought everybody else too. It's this wild, wild thing. Um, who, uh, who, who Rose Namajunas has also beat, um, but that was a split, she, a split decision. So it was a, it was a, a pretty tight five rounder, um, but that she defended the championship with. But other than that, like in her, um, she's undefeated in her five fights in the UFC. She defended the title once, um, but made quick work of Andrade, whom which Rose Nemajunas didn't completely walk through, um, but it didn't struggle with. So it's interesting to think about kind of that narrative there. Um, and Wei Li Zhang right now is a minus 205 favorite against Namajunas, who's at plus 175. I'm a Rose fan, uh, but Weili Zhang is just, uh, she's one of these, she's one of these sort of next level-y type people. Um, yeah, it's, she's, once again, tons of experience, maybe not UFC experience um, specifically, but she doesn't lose. She doesn't lose and she not, she, she um, can beat you in three ways from Tuesday. You know, she can teak, she TKOs people. Um, she's knocked out more than she's subbed, but she finishes people. Of all of her fights, she's, there are 21 wins. 17 have been finishes by the other submission or knockout, but more knockouts, like 10 knockouts, seven submissions. Only gone the distance um, four times, other than the loss, I guess five times technically. Um, but done, done the five rounder too, which is always a big question mark with new championships. New champions out there. Can you can you handle? Yeah, went went the, the split decision um, in her first title defense. So um, it's tough to um, give the nod here to Rose. Uh, I'm reaching for Rose though. I don't know if I'm putting my money on her though. A plus twenty seventy five. You're almost getting two to one out of it, which is not bad. She does have that like you know, she's hunting down her title belt. Had she had a better performance actually um, against Andrade. And, and really, really avenged that in a, in a spectacular way. I think I would, I would have, uh, 
I would have different thoughts. And the line might be a bit different. But because she didn't, and and uh, Zhang literally just, you know, didn't even break a sweat and just took her, took Andrade out and just finished her. And it was it was forty two seconds done. Um, it 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 yeah, it kind of changes my mind here because she's a bit of a monster. And we haven't seen a ton of her. We've seen a ton of Rose. We haven't seen a ton of her. And she everything she's shown us. Jang has been uh, basically nothing short of spectacular. So um, expectations are high, but I think she's got that experience and a ton of it. So um, your co-main event, um, pretty gnarly. And then finally, main event, Kamaru Usman, Jorge Masvidal. Um, what, what can you say about that? Um, Usman is uh, a beast, a beast of a human. Um, yeah, he's a... Uh, you know, he's one of these old school kind of wrestling pedigree guys, right? Um, he just, he's, it's, we know, he knows what he's good at. I mean, this is your classic kind of striker versus wrestler. Um, but the, the wrestler of 2021 isn't the wrestling guy of 2010, you know? Um, you know, your wrestling is mostly, your striking is 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 mostly to set up your wrestling, and these guys are legitimate strikers. And a guy like Kamal Usman, who um, he'll knock you out. He will. He uh, you know of his fat, uh, last four fights, he's two of them go to the distance, five rounds, and then two, and then the other two um, go go to TKO land. They go deep, but they go to TKO land. Um, the guys that he's he's fought, you know, to get a decision against somebody like Damian Maya, and that gets subbed to go five rounds with a Damian Maya, um, it tells you how good this guy's wrestling is. To TKO a guy like Kobe Covington, um, late in a fight too, um, to you know basically destroy Gilbert Burns um, in three rounds. Um, yeah, the guy's an absolute beast, and he's he's. And also, he went the distance, you know, with Jorge Masvidal. This is a rematch as well. Usman's coming out saying, "I left, I left too much on the table for him. I, I allowed him." By, by the way, Masvidal came came to that fight on like 15 minutes notice. So kudos to him. He's a fighter. He's got balls of steel, yada yada. But his last fight was like flying to Abu Dhabi on on in on 15 minutes notice to go fight for the uh, UFC welterweight championship and then end up managing to last five rounds with the guy is just a massive moral victory and a lot of people looked at uh Masvidal as a hero just making it out of that alive uh not a lot of people expected him to win but him to go to uh to a decision um and then Usman's been talking about how he 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 doesn't like that he he hates the fact that his uh this guy comes off like sleeping. He's he's on vacation and he just rolls in and goes five rounds with him. Usman wants to go in there and uh, and set an example and just say, "Yeah, I'm ready for you." You know, he says things like he didn't train for uh, for this guy, which is true. Yeah, I, I guess you can say you know if you didn't train for him, you're going to fight differently. It's going to be tougher for a minute. I, you'd think after the first 15 minutes though, you you'd kind of adjusted. Anyways, that being said. This is the rematch here. But then you also have a guy um, in Masvidal who didn't train for Usman and uh, probably looking at a lot of tape. Fortunately, though, for Masvidal, uh, he's a uh, he's a, a plus 350 underdog here. So that's a pretty significant underdog. Um, 
especially if his main card, it's the biggest underdog on the main card of fights. Uh, well, I guess maybe uh, Andrade's about the same, but uh, um, tied for the biggest underdog. Kamaru Usman, minus 450 favorite. And then just in terms of you bet on UFC, it's a pretty significant, especially for a, a title fight, that's a fairly significant um, gap for for a title fight. Um, but we know why Masvidal's there because he's a big draw and he's, he's a pretty good guy overall, I think, and uh, likes to play it up and does his thing. So uh, so we'll see. But, you know, for my take, and this is what I asked Sandu MMA about, and we both agree that uh, Usman's to lose here. Um, he's going to probably uh, have figured him out and... Uh, and he's going to go for it here. And uh, I don't know if it goes the distance. I don't know. Although, you got to give a ton of credit to um, a guy like Masvidal for lasting that long with this with Usman. Because he's, he's spectacular. He's a spectacular fighter. But I think he's going to, uh, you know, defend his uh, his title for uh, for a third time. Um, I really do. I really think that he'll, uh, he'll come out of this. Most likely a decision. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm taking a hard look at the over-under. Which the over under um, is four and a half rounds, and the over is the favorite of minus one eighty. You know, so I'm thinking if I go if I go Usman four fifty, which gets me no money, but then if I go over four and a half at minus one eighty, I make a little bit of money back. It'll make it exciting to see it go. But there you go. There's your favorite. So the the odds makers are saying it's going to five, and they're saying Usman gets a decision. Basically, so if you read between the lines, that's what. The, the narrative is from the from the book. And uh, those those odds are from betonline.ag. That's where we get all our numbers from, and that's it for me this week. Um, there's your UFC 261 breakdown. Um, details on the fighters, all the odds that you need, um, head to BetOnline, and they will uh, their, their mixed martial arts section will give you uh, everything you need to know, every line on every single fight. We just did the main card, but there's a ton of shit going on on Saturday night. Um, so enjoy, as I will. Uh, we're going to talk next week. We're going to do an early one because we're going to we're going to talk about the uh, NFL draft and betting on that, which is a pain in the butt. Well, first round or first pick isn't, but the uh, a lot of money to be made on those top tens. Uh, I'm Damon D. Of course, this has been the Under Review Show. Find us on Spotify, the iTunes, uh, Podcast One Network, um, on the internet, on uh, on uh, underreviewshow.com. We're basically everywhere. You can't miss us. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Damon D. Enjoy the fights. Adios, muchachos.